Welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Is This Song Good Episode 84. Hum in the Den. Welcome to I Caught It On Audio. In today's episode, we are continuing our Is This Song Good series. The theme this time around is One Hit Wonders But Not The Hit. And this is our sixth and final installation in this uh, series. I do have a little bit of business to take care of from last week. Uh, we were doing a song that Zach picked called The Reach, or sorry, Reach the Beach by The Fix. And I hadn't given my final verdict yet because I felt like I needed to spend a little bit more time with it. I uh, can go listen to that full episode for all the details, but I am going to add it to the uh, add it to the yes list because I spent some more time with it and it it has definitely grown on me. So nice. the the fix will appear on the six four tacos approved playlist. With that done, Dan, why don't you tell us what we're talking about today? Well, the band I selected for this uh, theme is the band Hum, which if you were around in the mid nineties, I think around ninety five or so. You would have known from their song Stars, which I don't know that was a massive hit. I loved it. It was big enough. But it was certainly on the it was on the radio quite a bit for uh for at least that year. Oh, let's see, it peaked at number eleven on the hot modern rock tracks and twenty-eight on hot mainstream rock tracks. Yeah, okay. that's pretty big. Yeah. And uh that's probably the only song you heard from them unless you went out and bought an album, because uh I know there were other singles, but uh they did not make a dent in um in the radio play. And neither did their follow-up album, uh, Downward is Heavenward. And then we heard nothing as far as uh, new music from them for 22 years. <laughs> and then they came back with an album called Inlet in 2020 um, with, well, basically their classic lineup, the, the lineup that was in place when Stars was released. And um, they'd all been working on various music projects and stuff, but they came back together and made this album. Of course, unsurprisingly, this wasn't like a massive hit uh, or anything like that. But uh, I came across it because I've always liked I've always liked uh, that song. And then I so I picked up uh, Downward is Heavenward. And uh, I like that. But it, it is an album that takes a while to grow on you. I, at least it did for me. And same for You Prefer an Astronaut, the album that uh, Stars is on. But I actually uh, really enjoyed um, this album. And I thought... Uh, it came to me that this would be a good one to pick from. So I picked a, I picked a not too long song off of this one that I thought <laughs> kind of summed up their, uh, their, their new sound. There are a lot of eight or nine minute songs on, on the release. This is on the shorter side of their, of their, uh, of the songs on here. I think there were a couple of shorter ones. Doesn't but. it come in at like six minutes? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, and there six minutes forty five seconds. There are three <laughs> shorter songs, but there are four longer songs on the okay. uh, the eight track album. Yes. So the the short song is a matter of perspective. Here. Yeah, re- relatively within, within within this album, not within the context of. I, I believe I I said shorter songs, not short songs. They've definitely uh, uh, shifted a little bit. They they are recognizably hum still, um, but they feel a little more like. Uh, like an out and out shoegaze band. If, 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 if a heavy one at that, but they, uh, there's a lot more sort of 
pure wall of sound stuff. Um, and I, yeah, so I chose in the den, um, and I, cause I just thought it was a reasonably catchy reason, reasonably short for, uh, for the, uh, relative to the album. And I, uh, yeah, I quite like the vocal performance on it too. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's jump to Dave and see what he thinks of this too long short song. <laughs> well, I have this um, problem where when, when you tell me you're going to talk about hum, I think of the blur song. Um, what is it? Track two or something like that. Song and two. Song two. And for some reason, I, when I think of hum, I think of that song, even though I know that blur is the artist that does track two hmm. or song two. So I was very confused why we had a nearly 30 minute long song here. Um, <laughs> it isn't even seven minutes. That's not that long. And, and I know it's, it's only longer. It's only a minute longer than Bohemian Rhapsody, which was, you know, uh, criminally long for it's three minutes shorter than dry County. One of the best songs ever written by Bon Jovi. One, one thing, one thing this song is not is short. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Um, and I was very confused because why are we going from a band that had a two minute song, which was my fault, of course. Um, once I realized that it was the band that sang stars, I was like, Oh, this makes a little bit more sense, uh, both lengthwise and sonically. Um, I don't know why I confused those two, but I, I like the song a lot. Um, perhaps my only complaint is that it is too long. I don't know why we need a minute and a half <clears throat> intro of the, melody that then persists for the remainder of the uh, six, five minutes of the song. I think that's a, and then there's what another minute and a half of the end yeah, of them just again doing that yeah. same melody. It's book. It's definitely bookended with uh, an intro and an outro, but, and, and there's nothing wrong with that melody. I enjoy it, but I don't need, I mean, it's, it's four bars repeated twice at the beginning. And then also at the end, and it's just, why are why are we doing this so many times? But I mean that aside, I love I love the wall of sound uh, wall of sound sound that uh, that you get in this one. It's a lot of fun. It reminds me of the good old days um, with the with the grunge bands, um, and I'm glad to hear that someone is doing that again um, in in modern music. You know, in this century. The vocals are cool. I, I enjoyed them, even though they're a little fuzzy and hard to hear. But again, that harkens back to the uh, my love of grunge music. Um, and I, I thought it was really good, if not a little too long. Zach, what did you think of this one? I've always been a huge fan of shoegaze, and I will continue to be a huge fan of shoegaze. I just want to say for the record that I don't know what words you're saying right now. Okay. <laughs> Those that's, are two that's two fair. two words that Dave knows. I know both but not of those in that words independently. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure what so the sexuality of footwear has to do with any of this. <laughs> but yeah, what about shoe lesbians, Zach? Are you into shoe yeah. lesbians? <laughs> I support them no matter what. <laughs> that genre of of music is is very unique in that it it is a very noisy, um, but it also manages to take the 
the wall of noise sound and kind of make it dreamy in certain ways. Um, and in some ways, when I'm listening to that type of music, it makes me feel kind of like this elevated high almost. And that's that's one of the things I really like about it. And uh, and this definitely falls into that category. This is, is, is interesting because uh, it, it reminds me a lot of that one band called Have a Nice Life that we did the um, I Don't Love song for yeah. earlier on. Which was great because there's there's a sort of shoegaze adjacent genre that's much more heavier that kind of like mixes metal, post rock, uh, post hardcore, uh, all these different genres that um, you know people will throw out there. But uh, in the end, it's just it's a lot of noise, uh, if you will, um, and a lot of reverb a lot of times. Um, but I, I do like how how this genre mixes the noise and like the distortion on the guitars with the more ethereal kind of um, moody uh, melodic stuff. And this one does that very, very well. Uh, I like how it has the sort of hypnotic driving of the drums. And um, during the, uh, the verse uh, verses, you've got the uh, really, really tight guitar, and it kind of chug. It doesn't really. Uh, chug. I can't think of a different word for chug, but it, it's just it's got that sort of like droning uh, distortion. But I love how it releases on like the second snare hit of the bar. So it's kind of like, um, and so it really it, it just kind of like has that really hypnotic uh, feel to it. And then you've got like the stereo panning of the of the melodic uh, guitar parts during the verses, uh, which complements the the distortion very well. As you guys mentioned, the singing uh, to to me it felt very apathetic, but it fits like the the malaise mood of of you know it, it's just kind of like well you're you're struggling. I don't know if you guys looked into the into the lyrics at all, but it it, it in some ways it's kind of hopeful depression. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it 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 like it doesn't really it doesn't really evoke depression, but it, it kind of there's like there's light at the end of the tunnel almost, um, and I think the singing really really uh, gets to the heart of that very well. Mm-hmm. I also noticed that the 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 soloing the the guitar solos I think that's I think that's what's going on um, it, kind of at the at the instrumental part at the beginning and and a little bit throughout and then towards the end as well. Um, it reminded me a lot of like the Mogwai uh, Kronos Quartet um, fountain the fountain soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know exactly why. I don't know if it was a similar sort of melodic pattern or something or just like the the tone of the guitar and how distant it was with the reverb on there. But um, I really, I really enjoyed that as well. Uh, I think the only thing that I would say that I didn't like about it was I think the drums were a little too sharp sounding, a little too upfront in the mix. Um, I think the snare in particular. I just there were times where I was like, "Can you, can you dial that back a little bit? Like it doesn't need to be so." I mean, if, if it, to me, it, that, that's why I use the word sharp because it felt like it was kind of stabbing me with, <laughs> with the with the snare hits. Um, but that being said, like I don't, I don't. It wasn't hugely problematic. It, it was just something that I noticed that that production wise, I, I could have, I would have liked the, the drums to be a little bit more soft and and down in it. Like they don't, they don't need to be so soft. Like they're, you know, like they're just some sort of, you know, really um, uh, distant 
indie garage kit or something like that. You know, it just, I just, I felt like they were going a little too hard on the metal aspect of the drums. And that, that was, that was, uh, that was my only real complaint about it, but I don't think it detracted hugely from the song necessarily. Yeah. I, uh, that didn't bother me. The drums, I actually quite liked it when it goes to the double time, um, in the sort of pre-chorus, but you know, teach his own. Right. Um, I, but yeah, I, I didn't really think of that as a problem. Maybe now I'll listen to it and be like, Oh, Zach's right. It's terrible. But I, I didn't, I did not, it, that occurred to me once. I was just like, Oh, this is great. I think that might be partly because in the realm of shoegaze drums are often not as present. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's, you know, that combination makes more sense to you. I think you listen to a good deal more shoegaze, uh, yes. shoegaze, Dave, just, uh, and for anyone who's listening who isn't familiar with it, is thus called because it's basically a wall of guitar pedals and and noise. And the band members were always on stage staring at their shoes as they were adjusting their their pedals and, gotcha. and all this other stuff. So it's a very sort of atmospheric, real wall of sound uh, genre. And yeah. I never really thought of the old uh, Hum albums as that, but I can kind of see it now. This is just a lot more that way. And uh, I yeah, I would... Uh, I would say the, the interesting thing about the vocals is his style is really detached. It was it's it's very similar on stars and every song I've heard by Hum. It's not it's like it's like he's just sort of almost in a monotone narrating things. Um and it's interesting to have that contrast with 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 the music going on behind it. But I do think it's really effective. Mm-hmm. Like when he when he says the line is the signal to my return. Oh, he like actually jumps up and does something. And you're like, ah, you know, like it really actually is effective because uh, it's often so sort of kind of calm and, and, and sort of, uh, you know, almost narcotic in it's, in it's, in it's distance. Um, But it's just an interesting band. And it's interesting to me how, you know, over 20 years later, 25 years since, you know, they last now 25, basically 25 years between now, between their big hit and this album, they're recognizably the same, but they've definitely evolved a bit and, and they sound the same, but with some new, some new wrinkles in there. So, yeah. Anything else you guys want to uh, add to this? Uh, I would say that this is better than stars. I mean, I don't have anything against stars, but I definitely like this more than stars. I, I would disagree with you. I think stars is top notch. One of the best songs from the nineties. I love stars. And so there's this affection for the song that I heard when I was 16 that I don't know if I'll ever have for songs that I hear in my forties. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I can't be fair about it. I prefer stars also, I think, but I'm really happy that there's something else in the same, you know, that I feel similarly about as far as quality. I think I will say that this whole album, I like more than either of their previous albums. Cause I think it's more consistent. The other previous albums were a little, I don't know. They're a little hit or miss. There are a lot of songs where I was like, ah, you've almost got it, but it doesn't quite work. Um, and I thought pretty much all the songs on this album work, but as far as the individual song stars is on my list of great, you know, like, like Harvey, uh, Harvey danger, you know, like great mm-hmm. one hit wonders that if I never hear anything else from that band again, it's okay because I I'll always love that song. Absolutely. So I guess let's get to, um, whether I think I think we agree, but I'll, I will say that I do think this song is good. Yes, I also agree. It's a good song. Yeah, for sure. I I think this is this song is good. So, with all three votes, it will make it to the six four tacos approved playlist for the is this song good podcast. Speaking of the podcast we do, we also have a ride or die podcast we do, uh, where we do deep dives into 
<clears throat> excuse me, uh, the full discographies of bands, and we're about to start uh, releasing our PJ Harvey uh, episodes that should come out next week, I believe. So look for that. Um, we'll be taking this a couple weeks off while we do that from this podcast. So, but um, we will be back shortly with the I, with the Is This Sound Good podcast. Uh, with a series of posthumously released songs, um, starting with the recently released Beatles song, Now and Then. Uh, tell us what you think. Is is this song good in your opinion? Have you even heard it? Um, did you know that Hum was releasing music in the modern age? If you want more content like this, you can find everything we've done at 64tacos.com, where you can find all of our podcasts and all our different channels. Uh, if you really liked it, go to buymeacoffee.com slash 64tacos. You can buy us a taco. Uh, thanks for listening. I caught it on audio. <laughs> 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 <laughs>